Let's bring in Ahmed Riesgo, Chief Investment Officer at Insignio. Ahmed, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good to All be right. back. So are bulls playing a dangerous game here, uh, Ahmed? Because I see people rooting for uh, yields to go down, commodity prices to plunge, and all these things that might be perceived as demand destruction, just so the Fed can slow down. I mean, whoa, what kind of uh, narrative is that? Shouldn't we be rooting for the economy to power up right now? Right. Well, it's a delicate sort of balancing act that the economy has to do right now, right? Because uh, gas prices going down, let's say if, if, if oil, so oil posted an outside bearish week on Friday, which on the technical side looks very, very bad. It looks like we could have a pretty strong correction in oil prices. That would actually be good because it would drop gas prices. And we know that gas prices have the highest correlation with uh, consumer long-term inflation expectations. So if those start to head down, that will sort of allow the, you know, then that means long-term inflation expectations will also start coming down. And that will allow the Fed some, the breathing space that it's looking for. How much breathing space uh, do you think we've got right now? Uh, if inflation does peak out, uh, but it doesn't uh, retreat quickly, does it change any of the calculus for the Fed? Because I hear a lot about peak inflation. Is that where our focus should be or should it be on level of inflation? Yeah, no. So I think the rate of change is what's important here. And, and, and we think inflation is going to be coming down probably a lot faster than what most market parts, well, certainly than what the headlines are being reported out right now. We think there's a good chance that sometime around August, September, October, um, you could see the inflation print start coming down substantially lower. And, and that's based upon what we're seeing going on in the margin space and also the level of inventory build. Uh, we heard it with Target. We heard it with Walmart during their earnings call. Inventories are really rising. And what companies have to do in order to get rid of that excess inventory is slash prices. So I think you could see some of that coming down, and that could sort of escalate on the downward path. Um, I think what the market is wrestling with right now is whether the Fed is going to ultimately tip it into a recession. Because if you look at the fundamentals of the economy, they're still quite strong. No one is arguing that the economy is not slowing down. It is. That's part of what the Fed wants to do, dampening demand. Uh, but the question, or the R word, recession, we just see very little probability of that over the next six months. When you say that inflation could come down meaningfully by uh, September, I, 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 if correct me if I'm wrong, I heard you say there, what kind of level are we talking about? Well, what we need to start doing is we need to start seeing the sort of that second derivative coming down, right? The rate of change coming down. So we'll still have elevated inflation prints, but that doesn't matter so much. And, and the Fed has told you that it doesn't matter so much, that what they're looking for is for those declining CPI headline prints. Our fear and the reason why we're not so, let's say, overtly bullish right now is because if the Fed is telling you that they're waiting for the CPI prints to come down, remember, CPI prints are a lagging indicator, it's already sort of telling you that it's going to over tighten. And then at that point, it might be too late to cause a recession. But here's a good news for investors. If you look at, um, let's say, recessions tied to uh, bear markets going back to World War II, um, the median drop in the S&P 500 is around 24, 25%. The average drop is around 30%. Um, if we do get a recession, we do think it's going to be a mild one because we simply do not see the imbalances in the economy to cause a severe recession. So let's say we have one on the milder side, which is what we expect it to be. To a certain degree, uh, investors have already absorbed uh, a good portion of the losses that they could expect with the median and average decline in the S&P 500 during these previous episodes. So really, uh, we think the time to de-risk is, is already gone. It's passed. 
Um, I think the question right now is only do you stand pat or do you add on risk? Uh, the reason why we're standing pat right now is because of this sort of this interim period between now and you know October, you know September, August, September, October, November, where we need to see some evidence of these inflation prints starting to materialize. When you talk about uh, the risks in the underlying economy, perhaps not a, uh, a traditional economic structural uh, risk, but what about the trillion dollars roughly that's in the crypto market that uh, as of now still uh, very unclear what purpose it serves and uh, its uh, big leader, Bitcoin, is collapsing right when the narrative around it was supposed to pay off. We've got crypto exchanges uh, disallowing people from withdrawing their money and maybe if it was left uh, into a specific world of its own investors, but lately it's been correlated with the NASDAQ almost one-to-one -one Bitcoin. So yeah. if that market of a trillion dollars, the size of uh, Microsoft, if that can drop 70%, should we be worried about ramifications in the tech group? Look, the correlations were pretty high as of a few weeks ago. Lately, and I think you mentioned it earlier, they started to yeah, break it's down a bit. A bit. Um, what we're actually thinking in terms of the crypto market is we think that actually could be bullish for the uh, the stock market or the bond market because that's cash that has been removed from stocks and from bonds that investors have sort of uh, delineated elsewhere. We think if that market does collapse uh, uh, even more so than it already has, we think that ultimately could be bullish for uh, for stocks and for bonds I and mean, for other sort of traditional uh, risk assets. Uh, keep in mind right now investors have more cash on their balance sheets than they did back in March 2020 when the pandemic was raging. So that is a, a very good contrarian uh, a bullish signal. And how do you measure that cash on the balance sheet? Is that um, household cash or, you, or how do you track that? Yeah, that's basically what you look at. You look at institutional and retail uh, portfolios and you look at what percentage of their holdings are in cash right now. And, and, and that's what I'm telling you, that they're at levels going back to the pandemic of March of 2020. Wow. So the level of fear is very real. It's out there. It's been expressed with these elevated levels of cash. Obviously, there's some rationality to that because cash is finally paying you something right. as opposed to what it's been doing over the last 15 years. But when it gets to these sort of extreme levels, remember March 2020, we were right in the beginning of sort of, or let's say the throes of the pandemic, a lot of uncertainty out there. Uh, cash as percent of the holdings, is that like, I, I follow the Bank of America Fund Manager Survey. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but similar to that is a percent of holdings. So what about the Correct. nominal amount compared to a couple years ago? Correct. Is it, is it also higher? As a percent of holdings, yeah, as a percent of holdings. Okay. What about the nominal amount? Uh, any idea how that compares? Uh, don't have visibility on that right now. No. Okay. Uh, am I, last thing real quickly here, uh, as we go into the summer, and uh, we see the language coming from Powell and team. What's the most important data point you're watching? Is it that monthly change, the rate of change in CPI I mentioned? Well, uh, I think we really need to look at all the inflation numbers because the Fed's going to be looking at all of them. But we want to you know, keep our eye on market-based long-term inflation expectations, consumer-based long-term inflation expectations. We want to be looking at PCE, the employment cost index, really all the numbers that have to do with inflation that go into uh, pricing models. That's what you want to do. Okay, great stuff, Ahmed. Uh, excellent conversation. Thanks for returning to the show. Thank you. Ahmed Riaz goes to Chief Investment Officer at Insignia.